Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. And my name's Jamie Loftus. And we're superheroes. We're, I have... When it comes to analyzing media from a feminist lens. God, what a boring superpower. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm asleep. Uh, but I'm asleep during most Marvel movies, so it's fine. Sure. I uh, like them, but we'll and get there. And that's kind of our dynamic. That's kind of when is. When you think about it. It's basically, that is how each of us is defined. Wild. Welcome to the Bechtel cast. This is our feminist movie podcast where we look at famous movies, or in this case, famous movie franchises Wow. Uh, from a feminist lens, using the Bechtel test as a jumping off point. That, of course, being the media test devised by evil genius Alison Bechtel. <laughs> uh, it's a media test that states... That there must be two female identifying characters in any piece of media that talk about something other than a man, and they must have names. Mm -hmm. And uh, for our purposes, we just require a two-line exchange. Very low bar, and yet a lot of these movies that we're talking about today do not pass. Barely even try. Even when Joss Whedon is the director. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mr. Buffy. Why didn't you do better? Excuse me, Mr. Male Feminist? <laughs> Excuse me, Joss Whedon kicking down the door saying, like, what? what is that shirt? Feminism is the law now? What is that shirt? I don't oh, have it. I don't know. The, sh- the feminist shirt everyone has. Oh, the future is female? Yes. I <laughs> said feminism is the law now. <laughs> Same thing. Look out for that in our merch store. <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about essentially the entire... Avengers franchise. However, for the purposes of this episode, I have only seen the first Avengers movie. Yes. So recap wise, we're talking 2012, but uh-huh. we're going to also talk about themes in the entire I've got, franchise. Well, that's the thing. I've, I'm doing the, the recap a little differently today. I've got short paragraphs for each movie. Oh. So you'll you'll see the whole Jesus. Wait, I know, I know. This is this is we're going off the rails here, baby. I'm Loki over here. I'm you're, fucking God, you're such a fucking creep. Sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm bad. Tom Hiddleston looks like a straight up bug <laughs> as Loki. He looks like an insect. I don't like his hair, sure. I don't um, like his hair. So yeah, things are gonna be a little bit different. We are not talking about Avengers Endgame. We have not seen that yet, but we for the sake of this episode, are covering the Avengers from 2012. We're focusing on that one 
but there are a few things to be said about some other Marvel ensemble movies, like Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War. There will be some references to Captain America Civil War because that's basically an Avengers movie. So fair warning, you may hear some spoilers for those movies. This all sounds like another language to me. (laughs) I watched the first one. Just you wait. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's introduce our guest before we go any further. Uh, She is the host of the podcast Saver and the podcast Stuff Mom Never Told You. It's Annie Reese. Hi. Hello. Thanks Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I kind of low-key. Oh, there's always a low-key joke when you say low-key. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, high key. Why isn't Thor's name high key? Oh yeah, yeah. Missed opportunity. Funny. He joke. really is the more low key one, though. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> some poetic irony there. <laughs> I kind of like invited myself to do this uh, when the both of you were on my podcast. So I'm very happy this is happening. Yes, well, we're excited. You, you are. You're a big fan, correct? Yes. Um, as Hell of yeah. like two nights ago, I have watched all 21. MCU movies in chronological order. So, whoa, whoa! Yes, that that is an undertaking. Did you take pee breaks? <laughs> nope. Or did you just wear a no? Di- just wear a diaper. I was like, I was gonna say, if you were a true fan, you wouldn't take pee breaks. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I test anyone's fandom of anything. I'm like, do you pee? All right. Well, we've got a lot to cover. Yes. So, so I let's do. just kind of dive right. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, really quickly, what's your history with the franchise and MCU in general? So I am feeling insecure going into this episode because every time that I have not seen a huge movie franchise, people swan dive into my mentions and call me a fucking loser. Um, however, this is one of the massive franchises that I have interacted with. I've only dipped my toe in. Mm-hmm. I've seen one of the Captain America movies. No idea which. Mm-hmm. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. I saw Captain Marvel. and Black Panther you've seen? I've seen Black Panther. That is, I'm pretty sure. And then now I've seen the first Avengers. Got it. That is all I've seen. Cool. Um, So I think, I do think I have, with some research, a general idea. And then I have, through osmosis, I've experienced a lot of people talking about it around me but I just it's just never been my genre it's never been my thing please don't get into my mentions about it I don't care yeah leave us alone leave us alone listen but then but then don't engage feminism is the law now (laughs) Annie what is your brief history and relationship with the MCU well it's interesting because I kind of became a reverse I was as a kid I really liked comics and I read Mm -hmm. um about like Thanos and the Infinity War and then it kind of became like not cool for girls to like that and now it's like cool for people to like it Um, (laughs) because the future is female I just remembered Spider-Man 2 is in the MCU technically right not really not the but it's Spider-Man yeah but it's not in the oh my gosh fuck you guys all right never mind it is Marvel but it's not in the MCU this is why I hate comic book movies because everyone's like oh actually spider-man <laughs> isn't the movie i was like fine i'm i'm the, going dark i'm sorry i interrupted the you tom anyway. hiddleston spider-mans I are in care. the mcu okay i'm so sorry <laughs> i actually there's a whole contract thing involved in that and i'm a big legal nerd so i mm. won't go into it but i could oh, i'm just gonna tell you um, <laughs> okay i love legal drama <laughs> more than I wonder what Alfred's take on all of this is. He's not canonically a part of the MCU, Alfred Molina. Correct. That yeah. is a federal it's a, it's crime. A crime. <laughs> People should be in jail. That is very fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. And I keep interrupting you. No, no worries. Um, so I I saw Iron Man when it came out because I remember it was like a big deal. And mm-hmm. then I didn't really see another one until The Avengers. My, my family just liked going movies. I can't recall why we went to go see it. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that, I was like, wait a minute. I am in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was converted. You're one of the Avengers. Got- I am. <laughs> and also, I cosplay every year as the Winter Soldier. I, oh. I was uh, I was seeing your Instagram posts yeah. about that. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Thank you for saying it's cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, of course. My history is kind of the same as yours. I didn't read any of the comics, but I did start with Iron Man because that was the first MCU movie, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And I saw it in the theater, and then I 
watched others in the theaters sporadically, but as of as of now, I have seen I think every MCU movie except for any of the Hulk ones. Oh yeah, well, there's only the one. Yeah, is so wait. Okay, Ed, so Edward just, Norton is Edward Norton canon? No. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is like in the MCU, but they just kind of recast him. But Tony Stark appears, and he's like. Yo, I'm looking to put together this group. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, R- Ruffalo over Norton any any day for agree. me. Hard yeah. agree, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me really quickly do the recaps. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. There's okay. what, 19 phases? <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the Avengers from 2012. The story of that is that Loki shows up on Earth. He's Thor's brother. He steals the Tesseract, which, Jamie, you might be familiar with from seeing Feminist it in. icon, the Tesseract. Feminist icon, the Tesseract. From Captain Marvel is where yes. I recognize it. Uh-huh. And they refer to her, they refer to the Tesseract with she, her pronouns. Oh, interesting. At the beginning I, I forgot of about that. the Avengers. Oh, wow. So, feminist. Yes, indeed. Or, well, a woman. We don't know if she's, like, with us or not. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> Loki steals a Tesseract from S.H.I.E.L.D. and they need to get it back because it's important. We don't really know what it does, I don't think. S.H.I.E.L.D. recruits Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, and the Hulk to go after Loki. And then all these superhero people capture him. And then Thor shows up and he's like, hey, brother. And then he takes Loki back. <laughs> like Arrested Development <laughs> yeah, yeah, style? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> He takes Loki back, and we're like, oh no, what, Thor, what's going on? But it's okay, because Thor is one of the good guys, and we know that from all the Thor movies that we've seen up till that point. Mm-hmm. And then they put Loki in a cage, but they still don't know where the Tesseract is. Mm-hmm. They learn that Loki is building a portal sure. with the help of some of the good guys that Loki put under spell including he, he put the female tesseract into a phallic like object and is using it to suck people's hearts out yeah. <laughs> symbolism maybe possibly an accident perhaps yeah. um so one of the so one of the good guys that he has under his spell is hawkeye uh, aka fabulous Clint. stand-up comedian jeremy <laughs> <laughs> And then also Stellan Skarsgård, who is a character from the Thor movies. And he's in, isn't he in Mamma Mia? He certainly is. Hell yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Speaking my language. Uh, and then Loki escapes and all hell breaks loose. And then Black Widow hits Hawkeye really hard and it turns him good again. And then Loki unleashes. She fixed him. She fixes him. She fixes yes. him. Loki unleashes his army on New York City. Ever heard of it? Uh, that arrives via the portal that he was building. And then the Avengers... Long fight. ...band together. They fight back. There's a big flying metal reptile, and then they kill it, and then they win we don't and know save the world. the reptile identifies. We don't. Which could make a difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is a brief overview of the story of the Avengers. Yes. Moving on to Age of Ultron. Is that the one that Joss Whedon directed that people didn't like as much? Correct. Got it. (laughs) Yes. That is the one. All right. I'm following. So the first thing that happens is the Avengers retrieve Loki's scepter Mm -hmm. from a bad guy named Strucker. Who's that? We don't really know. It doesn't matter. I think he dies shortly after that. Cool. Uh, I think. Again, I probably don't have all the details right. I'm probably going to fuck some stuff up. So also don't slide into my mentions either. (laughs) I'm just still traumatized from the Lord of the Rings episode, honestly. (laughs) Like, just leave us alone. We're doing our best. Yes. There's a gem inside the scepter. And that will become important later. We always need an object Mm -hmm. to circle these movies around because why write a movie? Right, exactly. We need a MacGuffin. Right. So then Tony Stark wants to create AI named Ultron as a peacekeeping program to help the Avengers. And then he uses the coding, question mark, (gasps) from the gem that's inside the scepter to make Ultron. But as soon as he does, Ultron is mad and he's mean to Jarvis, which is Iron Don't Man's be mean to Jarvis friend. 
slash suit man. God. We also, we should mention that Gwyneth Paltrow's lurking around, too. She's around God. sometimes, yes. Probably has a jade egg in her vagina. <laughs> She's That's smearing where, goop all over her face. where she derives her power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways. So then Ultron embodies one of Iron Man's old suits, and he shows up at Tony Stark's party, and he's like, hi, I'm here, and I'm a bad guy. And then the Avengers Tony Stark's like, like, rats. This was such a good party. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Then they try to fight him a little bit. Ultron gets away. He takes the scepter, and he enlists the help of the Maximoff siblings. I think they're, are they twins? Yes, that reminds, that reminds okay. me of who are those murderer the Menendez brothers I was thinking of. <laughs> Never mind. So the Maximoff twins are Peter or P- Petrie. I don't know. Also, Ultron yeah. is James Spader. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter's really fast. Wanda has like mind control and telekinesis powers. Um, so the Avengers they're trying to stop Ultron. Meanwhile. Ultron tries to build a real body for himself using this like high tech regeneration pod cradle. And he takes the gem out of the scepter, which we eventually find out is the mind infinity stone, which is going to become really important in Avengers infinity war. (laughs) How many fucking rocks and scepters and hammers? And none of them are the heart of the ocean. I know. It's the fuck. Complete heart of the ocean erasure. Erasure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then he puts this mind infinity stone into this body's head but then the Avengers get the cradle back from Ultron and Tony Stark wants to use that body that Ultron has been making to upload Jarvis into it. So everyone is like, Tony, you're cra- you're crazy. Don't, don't, don't upload don't Jarvis. Do that. Well, guess what? He does it anyway. And the Jarvis man turns out to be good. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. And they need him, his help to defeat Ultron. They name him Vision. Uh, And then meanwhile, the twins have realized that Ultron is too evil because he wants to cause a mass extinction. So they leave and they join the Avengers. And then there's this big battle at the end where the Avengers fight Ultron and his robot army in Sokovia. The good guys win, of course. There's only one casualty among the Avenger people, which is Peter. Who's Peter? Peter is the really fast guy. He goes off and becomes an X-Men or something. Well, rest in peace. (laughs) And so now the Avengers have more friends like Wanda, Falcon, War Machine, and Vision. So, yay. It only costs them one Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's the story of Avengers Age of Ultron. What's the next one called? So the next movie that I'm going to talk about is Captain America Civil War. I might know this one. Let me describe it, and you let me know if you've seen it. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. And the reason I'm doing this one is because it is not technically an Avengers movie, but it has almost all of the characters that exist within this world, Mm -hmm. and you kind of need to know the story of this movie to understand a lot of what happens in Infinity War, the next Avengers movie. So that's why I'm including this one. So we open, and the world is pissed off at the Avengers for destroying Sokovia, which we just saw them do, and New York, which we saw them do in the first movie, and all these other places. And they want the Avengers to agree to operate under the supervision of a United Nations panel. Mm -hmm. And then half the Avengers are like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, we did help cause a lot of destruction. I bet Tony's not on board. Tony is on board. Tony's Mm -hmm. on board? Yeah. Tony Stark. He's like spearheading it. He's good? He's good. Okay. Well, Well, because this is Captain America's movie, he is positioned as the bad guy in this kind of because we're rooting for captain america even though captain america personal bias over here i think he sucks anyway (laughs) i just don't even know which chris he is so that's chris evans sure but isn't isn't there another chris in the main cast chris hemsworth is thor and then by infinity war we also have chris pratt because he's in guardians of the galaxy (sighs) there is sure the only the only main chris we're missing is Chris Pine, and he's over in DC World being in, in Wonder Woman. Purgatory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Avengers who are like on board with this, the Sokovia Accord are Iron Man, Black Widow, 
uh, Rhodey, and Vision. And then the other half of the group, like our hero, Captain America, uh, Falcon, Hawkeye, and Wanda, they refuse to sign. And they don't want to be, because they don't want to be supervised or controlled by anyone. Yeah. So both sides recruit other super people, such as Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and Black Panther, and they have a big fight, a civil war, if you will, at an, an airport, um, and then also the Bluth stair car is in the background, so another <laughs> Arrested Development reference. Wait, really? Not technically, but it, there is a stair car that looks exactly like the Bluth stair car. That is so wild. <laughs> I definitely haven't seen this. Okay. okay. <laughs> you might you might have seen Winter Soldier. Maybe. Um I, I feel like the rest of the plot for this movie is not really important for our discussion. So the main thing is that Captain America and Iron Man fight each other and it ends up breaking apart the Avengers. Okay, so that's the story for Civil War. Annie, have I missed anything glaring so far? I don't think so. It's a lot to <laughs> There's a lot. These movies yeah. are very dense. Yes. So, yes. Okay. So I'll move on to uh, Infinity War and then we'll go from there. Okay. okay. So Avengers Infinity War. We open with Thanos. He is collecting all of the Infinity Stones to put on his glove. God. So that he can snap his fingers and kill half of the population of the entire universe he already has the purple power stone and in the beginning of this movie infinity war he gets the blue space stone which could very easily have been the heart of the ocean from titanic right but they chose not to invite james cameron into the negotiation process rude rude (laughs) yes he so he gets the blue space stone from the tesseract so that thing comes back And then there are four more stones that he needs now. Two of them are on Earth. Doctor Strange has one of them. He has the green time stone. And Vision has the yellow mind stone in his head. Remember that from that other movie I described? So that's Sort of. (laughs) So Thanos sends his friends to go get those two stones that are on Earth. And then Tony Stark has to get the Avengers back together because remember how they were all split up at the end of Captain America Civil War? Yes. So he's like, come on, let's get back together. We got to stop Thanos. And then Spider-Man shows up. He, he's like, hey. And he's so adorable. He, yes. And then Thor goes out into space. He meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Wow. People and like then, those movies. <laughs> yes. And then... Vision and Wanda are attacked by Thanos's goons who are trying to get the Mind Stone. And then Black Widow, Captain America, and Falcon show up to help Vision and Wanda. And they take Vision to Wakanda, mm-hmm. the home of Black Panther. Okay, I'm back. Mm-hmm, to get the Mind Stone out of his head so that they can destroy it before Thanos gets it. Is Lupita in this movie? Uh, she is not. Damn. But Okoye's, uh, Denai Guerrero's character is. Oh, cool. Um, And Shuri. So we get to see some of our friends. Nice. So meanwhile, uh, Thanos gets the reality stone on a planet called Nowhere from this guy, the Collector. Hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he captures his daughter who he abducted when she was a child, Gomorrah. And he gets the soul stone by sacrificing her. So she has to die, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, And then Thor gets a new axe in the place of his old hammer. I forget what happens to his hammer. Probably that's explained in Thor Ragnarok. I don't remember. Mm. Um, The destroyed it. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm I'm for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanos gets the green time stone from Doctor Strange. And then Thanos shows up at the big battle that's been happening in Wakanda. And he gets the Mind Stone from Vision. Uh, So now he has all six stones, baby. And what do you think he does? Doesn't he kill a lot of people? Yeah, he Kills like half the world or something? That's right. See, I just went to three parties and I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I just just saved myself $100 in movie tickets. (laughs) So half the people vanish into dust. And 
everyone's sad. And do we know who's dead and who's alive, or is that part yes. of the fun? No, oh. we we see who dies. Spider Man dies. Oh, I know. Wait, it's... does he get no more movies? Well, he's coming back for Spider Man Far From Home. Right, so... the one with Zendaya. Yes, love it. So he, I think it's revitalized. We'll have to see in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I forget who lives and who dies, but um, yeah, half the people die. And that's the end of the movies to date. So why don't we take a quick break and then mm-hmm. we'll come back for the discussion. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Woo. Okay. So the first thing I kind of want to do is do an inventory of the characters in the Avengers franchise slash the Marvel ensemble movies, which includes Captain America Civil War. Side note, these are often not the first movies that we see these characters in. And we see crossovers in other MCU movies, but these are the movies that these characters are added to in these big ensemble cast Marvel movies. The point I will eventually make is that they keep adding a bunch of men and very few women. So, for example, um, in the Avengers from 2012, we've got Iron Man, Tony Stark. We've got Captain America, Steve Rogers. We've got Thor. We've got Hulk, Bruce Banner. We've got Hawkeye, Clint Barton. Um, those are the super people. Yeah, and then we've got, from what I could tell from the from the first Avengers movie, we have uh, three female characters who are identified or participate in the plot in virtually any way at all, where we've got Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Pepper, who is lightly involved in right. Tony Stark's storyline. And then we've got... Kobe Smulders, who basically just gives lines of exposition to Nick. Yeah. Which sucks because I, I mean, I mean, and I'm sure it goes without saying that it is like kind of abysmal and frustrating that there are so many men who are introduced into this 
universe and like Black Widow has not had her own movie yet. Right, exactly. Um, because I mean, I was surprised. I assumed because I hadn't seen the first Avengers movie, I assumed that she had a much smaller role in it. And that is why she didn't have, but she's such a huge part of the story yeah. and still doesn't have, like that is just pointed <laughs> yes. and ridiculous. And as much as I love and really enjoyed Captain Marvel, I'm like, why did we introduce, like we have... Scarlett Johansson's been here for 10 years. Like, can, yes. <laughs> can we can we give her it? I mean, not that, you know, whatever. But They're making that, that movie right now. They're casting. I'm glad. Oh. It's just, it's, yeah. why did it take so long? Well, yeah. Because um, I think she shows up for the first time in Iron Man 2, I want to yep. say. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she's been around. She's been around. <laughs> like, But all that to say, for in the first movie, Black Widow is a very integral part of the main action and is very involved all the Mm -hmm. way up to the climax of the movie. Uh, But the other two women are, we see shots of them just watching the action. Like, they're they're virtually sidelined. And the only man who's sidelined is Fury. Mm -hmm. Right, because Black Widow slash her name is uh, Natasha Romanoff Mm -hmm. she's the only one who is actually like a superhero Pepper Potts and Maria Hill which is Colby Smulders character either work for S.H.I.E.L.D. or work for Stark Industries like they're not part of the like world saving superhero stuff I will say just based on the the research I did of the women in the MCU while it's like disproportionately they're not represented they do at least all appear to be in high positions whether that be like pepper is like the ceo and like she's in charge Mm -hmm. even though she only gets 12 percent of the credit which is an exchange that i loved (laughs) um you know it's like we've got women in stem littered throughout this universe and uh colby smulder's character what is colby smulder's character's name mariah hill is it mariah yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Does she ever Mariah get to Hill. do anything later on? She, um, he, not anything that's hugely significant. Kobe Smulders. I, <laughs> I, for some reason, I stand Kobe Smulders, and I wanted more for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, um, okay, so those are the main players in the first movie. Then we move on to Age of Ultron. The male characters that get added into the ensemble are Vision, mm-hmm. uh, Quicksilver, who does die, that's like the Peter Maximoff character. Uh, And then we've got Falcon slash Sam Wilson. Mm -hmm. And we've got War Machine slash Rhodey, that's Don Cheadle's character. So uh, those are the men who are added. The women who are added in Age of Ultron are the Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Wanda Maximoff. Um, That's Elizabeth Olsen. She's the only superhero that gets added compared to these the four men who get added who are superheroes um we do we are introduced to a couple other female characters uh there's dr helen cho um but she is not a superhero and she dies she mm-hmm. she dies in the movie um and then we're introduced to friday which is iron man's new female voiced operating system thing that's inside of his suit Oh, cool. So, a woman as a robot, a service robot? Uh-huh. Not familiar with the concept. <laughs> because Vision got promoted to having a body, so he has to, wow. he, hired, he hired a, a female. We're out here having voice. bodies now? <laughs> Sick. Bottom line there is that four men get added to the ensemble versus only one woman. And then in Captain America Civil War, the men who are added are uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and the Winter Soldier. Versus, guess how many superhero women are added in Captain America Civil War? Is it none? It's none. Amazing. Yes. We do meet a new character named Sharon Carter. She is not a superhero. And she is only, I believe, of the Marvel ensemble movies, she's only in that movie mm-hmm. and uh, not others. Okay, so let's talk about Infinity War. The men who were added to the ensemble in that are Star-Lord, a.k.a. Peter Quill, that's Chris Pratt, uh, Drax, Rocket, Groot, those are the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Strange. We do get a bunch of uh, women added in Infinity War. So we've got Gamora, Mantis, and Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Shuri and Okoye from Black Panther. Right. So the balance is a little bit more equal in this one. And not like zero. Not zero. <laughs> Which is great. But the fact remains that when you crunch the numbers, 
it's still very largely a male cast. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, look look at the posters. I mean, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the inventory of all the characters we're working with who are, you know, the super people Mm -hmm. in the franchise. So let's talk about, um, let's focus on the Avengers from 2012. We've got pretty much the one main female character in Black Widow slash Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's, her introduction is she's wearing a sexualized outfit and she's tied to a chair. Yes. Yep. I wonder how Scarlett Johansson feels about how she's very often introduced in movies. I feel like it is not an unusual thing to see a Scarlett Johansson movie where she's introduced in this very sexualized way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of that Coen Brothers movie, um, Hail Caesar, but that's like oh. another example of a movie where she's introduced very sexually. But it's weird. That scene feels peak corny or what I view to be like a really corny treatment of a female character in a, in a movie like this that I was hoping that like especially uh, I, I was hoping that the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer could do better than <laughs> because the way that scene plays out is like she's tied to a chair and, you know, then she gets a call from uh, Coulson saying, like, you got to come in, you need to be a superhero, and then it turns out she wasn't a damsel in distress after all. She could have saved herself the whole time. She just didn't feel like it. I guess, yeah, she was waiting to get the information out of the Yeah, she was doing an interrogation on them, basically. Which we see her do later on... Loki. Loki. Right. Where she's, like, pretending to be emotional, and she's using, like, I'm a woman who cries... As a, like, tactic to get men to, like, I guess, lower their guard and reveal the information she needs. And I don't really know how I feel. I feel like that's very low-hanging fruit Mm -hmm. to do, like, oh, I'm reacting like a woman would. Just kidding. I'm not. (laughs) Like, to me, I'm like, that's, I I don't know. That, it just demonizes emotions. In a way that I think, I mean, like, I think Captain Marvel tackles that situation of, like, dealing with emotions and combat situations far better. Right. And it kind of just, like, feeds into the idea that, like, women are devious and we're, you know, like, we're manipulative and we're, like, doing emotions to trick you, to trick men. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm just like, she's crying, but she's actually planning to kill you. (laughs) Which, Which we also see happen all the time. Not so much in this movie but in many other movies where women use their sexuality to get what they want mm-hmm. which is this, it's all that also ends up demonizing women's sexuality where it's totally. like i'm using this to get what but like on one hand i'm like well that's not good on the other hand i'm like well if you know if idiot men fall for stuff like that that's the and thing. that's the tool that we can use to get what we want i don't know i i constantly have conflicting feelings about this it's tra- the the only redeeming thing for it is at least that is like one of the tactics in an arsenal of tactics that she has because we get to see black widow fight hand to hand with a number of men in this movie which i was like so happy happened mm-hmm. and i think is like okay because i think that there's a lot of male directors who would not have let that happen sure in such a big movie but it's clear that she is like just as capable of fighting as any of the other avengers which is super important because she's the only woman who's allowed to be there yeah. uh, at that time so I, I was psyched about that like she knows what she's doing she's a good fighter she's making her, her own calls there's like that one part where Captain America, aka Chris, is like, "Are you, are you sure you can do this?" And then she's like, "You know, fuck you." And then she does it. Yeah. Um, which is great. We should, we should all say "fuck you" to more people named Chris. <laughs> Sorry to all our Chris's out there. Yeah. Another thing I want to say about the scene where she's introduced is that in order to get out of like the bondage she's in and to escape these bad guys, mm-hmm. she does the classic wrap her legs around a guy's head and pussy yeah. slam him into the ground move. Right. And that's like a move that comes back, right? It, that's like one of her signature moves. One of, we see yeah. her do it twice in Age of Ultron. Okay. I don't know if we see it in the other ones because maybe people were like, hey, stop making her do that. Right. <laughs> but yes, There's it's so many definitely... layers to moves like that where you're just like, like it feels like such a like, 
creepy dude having their cake and eating it too where they're like look no she's fighting she's like kicking people's ass but like with her pussy right and you're like <laughs> gross yeah that is a huge thing about this franchise is that you you do f- see a fair amount of at first a woman fighting and then as the movies go on a few women fighting but this very much feels like that mcsweeney's piece um the, the, yeah. as the token female member of this action adventure team my job is to kick uh by juliana gray if you haven't read it it's one of our do. faves yeah to borrow a few quotes from the article that apply to this movie quote i wear black leather pants i wear spike heeled boots when i kick i pivot like a goth ballerina and drive a heel into a villain's face end quote um there's another one that is mostly i kick i can throw a knife with pinpoint accuracy i am a wizard at zip lines i probably know how to drive a car but my male team members always take the wheel while i follow on a motorcycle leaning low over the bars my eyes focused my ass taut and hovering just above the seat i do not wear a helmet and my hair streams behind me and it's god i love that piece so much but it, like, it, hurt, it hurts it's like describing this to a t and then another right. one the, uh, the final quote i want to read is i do not have a sense of humor except for an extensive repertoire of one-liners about penis size which like kind of yeah. applies to black widow sort of in the sense that she doesn't really here's the thing i feel like we have less of a handle on her personality and characterization than any of the other members of the Avengers. I think that partly has to do with the fact that she doesn't have her own movie and we didn't really get to know her kind of one-on-one. Right, yeah. And she just is characterized as this like sexy spy who was trained as a spy from birth and like she has no uh, she had her personality trained out of her right that was the thing that bothered me it's like we first you're totally right like we just don't know her as well because uh hollywood right but Mm -hmm. it's also that the one scene where we sort of get some idea of who she is and that scene where she's talking to loki and loki's there and he's looking like a fucking tarantula he's like (laughs) and she is just like talking about you know she's talking about her relationship with colson yeah and how like you know she explains that he came in was essentially her savior and then she became, she went from being a baddie to a goodie because of his influence. He decided not to, like, kill her or whatever and, you know, sort of took her in and, like, retrained her to be an Avenger. So her, you know, the only information we really get to know about her, we are learning about her. And it sound, and it's, like, suggests an interesting background story that's worth exploring. But we really only find out about how a man saved her and how she you know she is internally indebted to him yeah um which comes back towards the end of the movie and it's like that's you know if that is what how the story goes it's these movies are always tricky because they tie back to like baseline stories what back when women <laughs> truly didn't count <laughs> in any meaningful way but it's like there there's there's more there and we only get to really hear who she is in in relationship to Coulson or that's how I felt about it right yeah and then if that is the storyline for one of the female characters fine if we have several other female characters who we learn what their origin story is but we don't we just have Black Widow and then that's our like one way that she's characterized right um we got to take another quick break but we're gonna come back for more don't you worry Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We're back. There we are. Um, Annie, I feel like, (laughs) what what are your thoughts on all this? It's one of those things where, kind of like you were saying, I'm very conflicted about a lot of it. Because I was reading, preparing for this, I was reading up about people's thoughts on Black Widow. And a lot of people said um, she is this strong, badass female character. Uh, There aren't enough female characters, but at least, like, she is a strong one. We've talked, I've definitely done an episode on, and we talked about this, I think, when you were on um, Stuff I Never Told You. But, like, she's never included in any, like, T-shirts with the Avengers on them. She's not Mm -hmm. on there. Toys, she's not included in that stuff. And it started like a kind of a whole Twitter kerfuffle. Um, Right. Yeah. And it is strange because that suggests to me that then she's only there to be the woman that is there. But she's not like truly part of the team or at least. She's uh, so tokenized. Yeah. Yeah. Which is frustrating because it's like it's clear that there's a lot. (laughs) there's so much to the character that no one is willing to or like the the company has just not been willing to explore and 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 now especially with captain marvel it's so like they captain marvel as of this recording just crossed a billion dollars yeah yeah and like there is clear like demonstrable value in including women and black widow right well that's the thing so of the kind of main characters in these ensemble MCU movies here are the people who don't get their own movies or haven't as of this you know recording Black Widow Wanda the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. Falcon Hawkeye Rhodes and Vision four of the six of these are either women or people of color uh, the exceptions are Hawkeye that's Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. uh, he I mean, I mean we, skip it skip it, skip it. <laughs> and then Vision also we get his origin story within the like i feel like that's skippable too but the fact that the large majority of the characters who aren't given their own franchises their own movies are either women or people of color totally. so that is you know very telling I and if then that's pointed <laughs> and then we find out you know through black panther and captain marvel movies that have both made a billion or more dollars mm-hmm. worldwide that if you do give movies to women and people of color, people, people really want to go see, see those. <laughs> they arguably huh. want to see it more than they've ever wanted to see <laughs> any of the Chris's. <laughs> Literally any of the Chris's. Yes. Yep. And that's why these movies are, are worth talking about because the MCU is the highest grossing franchise of all time. It's earned $18 billion worldwide across is it 28 films it's some it's it's 21 (laughs) 21 okay and then it will be more in development okay yeah Yeah, geez um yeah is there any sign of them stopping Uh, would they be willing to consider it (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, with the money they're raking in, probably no stopping it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And to be fair, these movies have evolved a bit from, say, the Spider-Man 2 days when, you know, Mm. the women in those movies are being captured. They're helpless. They need to be saved all the time. But that does not mean that this franchise is without its many flaws. Right. I mean, it seems like it's definitely evolving. I think that there's a weird trope in superhero movies that I've like slowly, uh, the more I've been forced to watch, (laughs) picked up on where there is... There is like this kind of exciting number of like you've got a lot of women in STEM. You've got a lot of women in high positions because I think that like these people making the movies understand at least that just damseling a woman in a movie now is no longer acceptable. Like we want to know what she does. We want to know who she is. Mm -hmm. But there's sort of this like double edged sort of like there's a lot of women. I'm thinking of like. Natalie Portman's character in Thor or something like that where it's yeah. like she is a she's a woman in STEM she's very qualified but she really still only serves the purpose of a love interest but they're like but she's like really smart though <laughs> also in Avengers they show a picture of her and yeah. rather than like rather than including her character in the movie we just see the picture we get an explanation that she was sent away to be kept safe basically sure well didn't she like not want to be in the mcu anymore wasn't she just like over i mean it? maybe <laughs> that's, well, she that's was in thor 2 yeah. after that though so i don't know oh so maybe she wasn't quite over it yet mm. damn it mm, mm-hmm. hard to say give portman her portman bucks <laughs> <laughs> when i was doing the research for this and i was compiling like all the characters i noticed of the women that are involved there is a lot of white women with red hair because like oh. you, when you brought up Spider-Man too, I was like, oh yeah, Mary Jane is one as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> damn. Because Black Widow often her hair color changes throughout the franchise, but oh. she often has well, reddish women hair. Women be changing their hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's our main thing. Yeah, about us. Yeah. That's how I define myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did find a, an article that said, um, I think it's from Vulture, that Black Widow got the third most screen time in Avengers, and she had the most uninterrupted dialogue of any of the six Avengers. Interesting. That's great news. I like there, there are like, especially watching the first one, there were certain things where you're like, okay, Joss Whedon, I'm glad you're here because that is, I mean, that does sound like, unfortunately for 2012, that's like an accomplishment of like, no one's interrupting her. (laughs) Like that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something. Another thing that's worth noting about her character is that in the first movie, she goes to recruit Bruce Banner to bring him into the Avengers team, essentially. And this will mark the start of a friendship that later evolves into a romance as the movie goes on. Because you can't have a lady without making her be with a man. Right. Another another, uh, problem that they seem to be fixing with Captain Marvel. Yes. Yep. There's a lot right. of like things that I noticed with the Black Widow character that I was like, okay, at least they're trying to course correct that mm-hmm. in future um, yeah. movies. Another thing I wanted to talk briefly about is the men's powers versus the women's powers. Mm-hmm. Especially early in the franchise, the male heroes usually have some sort of super strength or high-tech equipment or suit or they're literally a god like some they're like, shooting out lasers of out of their penises <laughs> right which i thought was a bit much they've got these like awesome abilities right and then if we're looking at black widow she does not have any out of this world ability or or tech really cuz iron man has his suit captain america has his shield plus he had this like serum that made him a super person mm-hmm. thor has a hammer he's a god Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk, and then Black Widow, she... She fights really well. (laughs) She's a good fighter. She sometimes has guns. And if, like, that's a canonical issue with that character within the comic books, okay, but then we need more than one woman there. Because, you know, like, that's... You know, like what you described is crazy disproportionate, where it's like, okay, if there is a character who's a great fighter who is a woman, amazing. But... We need more than that. Right. And there's so many, like, I like was drowning in listicles of 
Marvel, like female Marvel characters who could have been introduced into these movies that never were Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, I mean, as much as I feel like people fall on the like, well, the characters were written in a different time. So it's kind of hard. It's like, well, there are still people making decisions of which characters are brought into the universe and which aren't. And it's mostly men. And some of the men they're bringing in are fucking boars and their name like oh, captain Chris. america <laughs> i just a lot of a lot of like they're like we're gonna hire every actor named chris mm-hmm. and uh women can't vote <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah this changes whenever wanda is introduced in age of ultron because she yeah. does have these awesome oh that's great telekinesis mind controlling powers and she she does damage like yeah she's what, super powerful but um, in in this first movie especially is like woof. Uh, mm. All the men get to be awesome. The woman kicks in her leather suit. I mean, and at least she is good. Like you know, she does damage. I was yeah. glad yeah. that we got to see her fighting. We got to see her do damage. We get to see her get results. But that's kind of the bare minimum you can ask of a superhero in a superhero <laughs> movie. Yeah, she is the one who figures out to how to close the portal. Yes. And I do want oh, yeah, to point true. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that you both kind of did this there's a running joke that everyone forgets Hawkeye. <laughs> you yeah. Didn't, you didn't mention him then and earlier you were saying Coulson uh, it was actually Hawkeye that she was like trying to he was the good guy that turned her. <gasps> oh, oh, damn, really? <laughs> you're just cracking me up cuz <laughs> Dude, uh, Jer- Jeremy Renner, Renner is, uh, first of all, a misogynist who sucks, mm. and he's also a failed stand-up comedian, and he's also a really terrible actor. I can't think of one thing he's good at. Mm. Um, mm. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> that's too, maybe that's why everyone forgets him, because he sucks. Yeah. He's not good at his job. Forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have to wrap up pretty shortly. There were a couple other just like quick things I wanted to mention that we see in the later movies so i'll just kind of go through like a list of problematic shit that happens where there's some like fridging that happens in age of ultron where dr helen cho one of the only women of color in the movie Mm -hmm. gets killed to advance the story Uh, black widow gets captured by ultron and bruce banner kind of has to come and rescue her and then they briefly consider oh let's run away together because we're so in love and then they're like wait a minute no we should stay and fight and then Oh, God, Iron Man has a horrible line where he's like, hey, you two, you better not be playing hide the zucchini. Because Hulk. There's also that line at the end of the Avengers where like Tony Stark just comes out with these this like homophobic light zinger where he's like, didn't anyone kiss me? Oh, and yeah. all the Chris's are like, no. And just <laughs> like, oh, gross. There's a couple no homo moments at the end of every movie in yeah. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, at the end of Age of Ultron, Don Cheadle saying to Iron Man is like, hey, you think I can't hold my own? And Iron Man's like, if you get this, I'll hold your own, which I guess is like, I'll hold your dick. I'll hold your dick. <laughs> and then uh, Don Cheadle's like, you had to make it weird. And then later... Um, I mean, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say to your <laughs> to someone. And then later Black Widow is like, to uh, Captain America and Iron Man, something like, oh, you guys done gazing into each other's eyes or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's all just like, yeah. So there's there's a lot of that. Um, yeah, we don't really have time to cover a lot of the other stuff that happens um, in, the, in the later movies of the franchise. But kind of the last thing I want to say is great that Captain Marvel is now going to be introduced in to the ensemble however to me it feels like it's too little too late like they had so many movies so many opportunities to introduce more dynamic well-developed female characters who are doing things to contribute to the narratives and they just missed a lot of those opportunities yeah and it's great that captain marvel has made a a billion dollars it's great that we have this new character who's going to be introduced into avengers endgame but again it's just like okay well but it took like it took what about the other 21 it took like 17 movies to like include women and people of color in a meaningful way or something crazy like that (laughs) so it's just like well taking that long to course correct and it you know it does sort of track with 
what movie-going audiences were demanding based on, like, the beginning of the MCU uh, going up to, to now. But it's, yeah, you, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, I don't know really what the resolution of that is because no one's going to be like well scrap it we'll start over and this time we'll treat we'll treat everyone fairly and make it more like that's just not going to happen uh so i am glad that the course correction that is happening will is happening i hope it'll continue to happen i hope that uh we can get a non-franchise movie into a movie theater ever again <laughs> wishful thinking yeah mm. <laughs> Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I know. No. <laughs> no. Women no. don't even interact. They don't and it, meet. It does not get much better than that in the other movies of the franchise. We do have a little bit more female interaction. but Has uh, Scarlett Johansson ever even heard of Kobe Smulders? I don't. I don't know. I feel like if she was asked in an interview, she'd be like, whom? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Avengers 2012 does not pass does the Bechdel not test. Pass. Uh, so let's close. let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. The first Avengers? Yeah. Let's stick with the first one. Alright. I'll give it a one and a half. The fact that we do see a woman who kicks ass, you know, she is making important moves in the story. She uh Annie, like you said, she's the one who figures out how how to stop the or how to close the portal. But the way that she is characterized or not, because again, what's her personality i barely know the way that she is just very clearly you know the token female character the way that she is pretty hypersexualized, especially with the you know pussy slam wrap my legs around the bad guy's face and the skin tight outfits Mm -hmm. and the you know like quippy that i mean everyone's got some pretty horrendous quips and all sure (laughs) canonical to the genre but like hers are always you know, feminine quips. Right, right, right. Like, what are you doing, boy? You know. <laughs> yeah. So it's a step in the right direction from where we were with earlier superhero movies, uh, but we had a long way to go, and we are slowly course-correcting, but, you know, it's it's not great what we're seeing, uh, at least in this, in this first Avengers movie. So, yeah, one mm. and a half. I guess one to Scarlett Johansson and my half nipple will go to Goop. Young Goop. <laughs> the website. <laughs> Goop.com. The business. Yeah. Yes. Everyone check it out. I'm kidding. Yeah. They, would, <laughs> they would never. Do not check it out. Um, okay. I will also go with one and a half. I feel like we're given some, we're really thrown some scraps uh, in this movie in terms of like female characters who are interesting and it seems like there is a lot to them and then we proceed to find out nothing about them that isn't directly in correlation to a man who gets far more context or already has existing movies in this universe Mm -hmm. um i'm glad they're there uh and i'm glad that future movies have begun to course correct not really for any of the characters we see in avengers in the first avengers (laughs) unfortunately um but in in a more general way um that said, I mean, you know, Joss, Joss Whedon is now a polarizing figure mm-hmm. that I honestly have not interacted with his work or the coverage around that enough to have a strong opinion on. But, you know, he has been known in the past as a, an advocate for women within his work, at mm-hmm. very least. Mm-hmm. So I sort of was hoping for, for a little bit more yes, uh, in, in this movie because, you know, he really uh, toots his own horn about it. And it's like, <laughs> well, he didn't interrupt <laughs> the one female character. Right. Uh, so that's something. He I mean, could have delivered on that way more. And we know that he's capable of more based yeah. on his other work. And of mm-hmm. course there's like a million producers in Marvel and the patriarch, like the right. patriarchy in general to push back against. It's not like he got the call of everything but you know it's it 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 sucks to see like even one of the biggest advocates allegedly for for women in in narratives like this still was not able to get that much in right uh so i'll go i'll go a nipple and a half and i'm giving both to alfred molina because he should be in the mcu <laughs> why isn't doc ock the main villain of this why movie? isn't he in the mcu that's bullshit <laughs> legal um, reasons legal reasons <laughs> get the man his check he shouldn't have time to do the bechdel cast he <laughs> right should, he should be God on it on every single <laughs> MCU in all of them. <laughs> uh, Annie, what do you say for a rating? 
I guess I'll, I'll agree. I um I actually recently did watch the uh, old Sam Raimi Spider-Mans for this like really ridiculous project I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was shocked at how like I hadn't seen it in a while, but it was the portrayal of Mary Jane was so um bad oh <laughs> it is rough Quite yeah bad. Yes. yeah and so watching that recently and then seeing the avengers i do think it was a step in the right direction i do think like she's smart she's actually the first avenger to like sign on and she kind of helps bring the group together she's mm-hmm. an important figure to it figures out how to close the portal but yeah I, she doesn't have the outside movie she doesn't have the same story and also yeah, I was watching it, and some of the camera angles. I'm like, this is, this is more sexualized than it really needs to be. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, which I'm sure has something to do with the uh, behind the scenes makeup of the crew, which is most of the major players in this uh, movie. The cinematographer is a man, written and directed by a man. Right. Uh, and there is. Uh, shout out to Lisa Lassick. Uh, there's one fem- There's one of the two editors on this movie uh, is a woman. So shout out to right. Lisa. Hell awesome. yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I give. I'll give Black Widow. I'll give my nickel to uh, at the end. Um, there's this. I don't know her name, but she's an actor that plays that. She does the voice acting for one of my favorite video games ever, um, Ellie from The Last of Us. So. Ooh, Shout out right. to you. I don't know your name, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Annie, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry we didn't have more time to go into a deeper dive, but oh, uh, <laughs> we're so happy to have had you. Where can people follow you online? What would you like to plug? People can follow me. Uh, you can find me on Saver Podcast. So that's S-A-V-O-R for international listeners. Um, you can find <laughs> us online at Saver Pod across all of the social medias. Uh, you can listen to the podcast. Please do. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a bit more complicated. but So it's at Mom Stuff Podcast on Twitter and at Stuff Mom Never Told You on Instagram. Please check that out as well. And my name is easy, uh, A-N-N-E-Y, if you type in Annie Reese. Easy to find because no one spells it that way. And that's how I am on social media. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. Anytime you want to talk about this, I will come back. Awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, You can follow us at all the all the spots at Bechtelcast. We've got our T public store for merch. We've got our Patreon, AKA Matreon. Yeah. Uh, $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes plus the entire backlog. So over 40, we've crossed Whoa. the 40. <laughs> and, wow. and, and April is Portman July. Yes. So we covered uh... the theme is Portman July. Although it's April, it's complicated. You have to join our community to understand if yes. you're feeling FOMO, then uh, fork over $5, honey. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so if you didn't, if you missed, Natalie Portman's character in the Avengers movies you can you can hear us talk about her in Garden State and, and Annihilation two <laughs> identical movies <laughs> thanks for listening everybody uh, I guess go and see Avengers Infinity War nah it's Endgame <laughs> yeah oh, Endgame. Endgame Endgame just kidding we're I, very I invested in this <laughs> um, and to everyone considering jumping into our mesh- mentions do not. Yes. Talk Please to you refrain. later. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. 
That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.